Uh, there are people who got a flyer, um, they, they got a piece of literature, they saw the church sign. And I think that goes hand in hand as well uh, with your advertising, your track, your flyer, your billboard, um, your church sign. Have all that cohesive, all of it matched together. Your website, the same colors, the same theme. And uh, when people drive by your church, they ought to know it's a church. They ought to recognize, wait a minute, I saw that flyer. And uh, that's a church. Uh, I've heard about that church. My coworker goes to that church. There's a lot of connecting instances. Sure. Um, I've heard in the last few weeks even of people putting the dots together like that. Welcome to another edition of Maverick University. I'm your host, David Hallberg. Joining me today is Brother Josh Swarga. Uh, Brother Josh Swarga is a graduate of Providence Baptist College uh, and is a missionary on deputation to New Zealand. And exciting news, you guys are getting ready to head to the field probably in the next few months as you're just wrapping up some meetings. And so yes, we're just, excited about just that. Just a few more and uh, looking forward to getting into another area of our life, next chapter, I guess you'd call it. Yeah, whole new hemisphere of the globe and everything like that. So a long, long way away, yes. an ocean away. Um, before you uh, were on deputation, you worked uh, at Northwest Bible Baptist Church here in Elgin. Uh, you had graduated from college and I think you were brought on staff pretty quickly, am I right? Yes. Or you were on staff even when you were in college? Yes, so I finished high school 2015 and mm -hmm. then I had the opportunity uh, from Pastor Gomez to get hired on that July and then okay. of course August school started. So. Um, it's about five and a half years being on staff here at the church. Okay, and your responsibilities in the church uh, ministry was primarily um, graphic related, uh, publishing even. We have some books that we publish at the church um, and are responsible for an online bookstore as well, as well as um, advertising. And that's what, what I want to talk to you about today. I wanted to talk to you about church advertising. And um, I want you to just kind of give us a brief overview of the philosophy when we think advertising, we don't often think churches. We think right. businesses right. generating revenue. Um, and although a church is, that's not the church's goal to generate revenue, why advertising? So uh, we were talking just a minute ago about, um, about soul winning and the contrast there. And having looked at many churches in our area that you would uh, not identify as one of us, right? It's, mm. uh, I guess you call it a mega church. Um, we do want to draw that line because um, those churches are about the money, they are about the marketing, and for us it, it is much different. Our, our main approach, our philosophy is through uh, soul winning, confrontational soul winning. And so you have advertising, which would be through digital means, through your physical means, even down to your tracks and your flyers, um, billboards, different things like that that we'll talk about. And um, the main difference is, of course, following Christ's command, the Great Commission going forth. It's true but the personal contact. And it's very powerful to have someone face-to-face -face, uh, confronting you about the gospel. Mm -hmm. And we know that the power is in the Word of God, and of course we find that in literature, in the advertising, but I think that face-to-face -face contact, you talk to most people in our church here, mm -hmm. and there are some that came through a flyer, came through a track, but the majority, I believe, uh, would testify they came through personal uh, confrontation of the gospel or an invitation to church one-on-one. Yes, certainly. Uh, you just ha we just finished a spring program yes. at our church, and countless visitors came, and many people heard the uh, the gospel, and it was due to 
someone inviting a friend, a coworker, a neighbor, a relative, whatever it might be, and very few, the exception to the rule, are those members that are sitting in our pew, indeed, from, even from the last year, that said, I got a flyer on my door, therefore I'm here. Or they looked us up online and just stumbled across our website, liked what they saw, and then came in our members. I mean, the exception of the rule proves the rule that right. soul winning is the primary means of, quote unquote, advertising yes. your church. But what does advertising do that soul winning doesn't, and vice versa? Well, I like what you said about uh, people stumbling across our website. Mm -hmm. um, so with the opportunity of traveling on deputation, uh, we visited about 170 churches total. And um, on top of that, having been on staff at the church, having gone through uh, quite literally thousands of church websites with a project we had. I had the opportunity to look at church websites, to analyze them, I guess you'd call it, uh, to figure out where churches line up. And when you have a church website, you are trying to let people find you. And so the door-to-door -door soul winning, um, the, the outreach that the people have of the church, you're going out and you're finding people. Sure. Um, you're spreading the net. And a website simply allows people to find you. And the analogy I'll give is similar to, um, to a business, a, a coffee shop or a restaurant. And when I'm out, when I'm traveling, when I'm here at home, then, and I'm sure you do the same thing. You always look up on Google Maps, Google Reviews, uh, the website of the place. You always look at the photos. You look at what people say. Um, for me, I want to see the atmosphere. I want to see the product, uh, the food or the coffee. Mm -hmm. And that's really important for me because I'm not going to go and waste my money, my even 10 minutes or 20 minutes to go to a place that's, uh, that's poorly represented online. And how much more a church? So when you're out soul winning and you give that person literature about the church, that person more, more than likely, um, of course, the younger, the more likely. Sure. But they're going to pull up their phone and they're going to look at the church website. They're going to look at the Google reviews first. Mm -hmm. um, they're going to look at all your online presence. And from then decide, is this a place I want to go? Is this a place I want to send my kids on the church bus? And I think that online presence, um, whether you control it or not, somebody is. And it's important to have that all in order. Yeah, I mean, someone that looks at your website, they're, they're looking for specific things. And you said you've combed through thousands of church yeah. websites and you've seen the good, you've seen the bad. Right. Um, what are some things that people are looking for? What needs to be on a website? And maybe where some churches maybe miss the mark with their website design. Yeah. Um, well, actually one thing that is shocking that people miss is the pastor. And I don't know if that's just a result of churches that change pastors frequently, okay. but you'd be shocked the number of churches, websites that I visited, and you cannot find out who the pastor is um, as hard as you dig. I would think that would be one of the first things I look right. for. In fact, when I do research a church and I'm just looking, oh, who's the pastor of this church? Yeah. I'm always going to the About tab, exactly, and I'm finding out who's at this church, who's on staff, yes. where are they from, is there any bio, or is it just simply a static picture of the pastor, right. and that's it. Oh, great, I know his name, what right. they do. Exactly. You know? Um, physical location is another big one. Okay, yeah. Um, sometimes they're missing their address. Oh my. Um, so how, you know, how do you find the church if you don't have an address? Yeah. So those are just some simple things. Um, obviously, you got to have the gospel on there somewhere. Mm -hmm. Gospel video is very powerful. And with some of the stuff we'll talk about in a little bit, I'm sure you can link back to that. So that's a resource you can go back to. Um, if your church has the resources to try and uh, put some information together, like I was talking the other day, um, to my brother and 
we were talking about doing uh, some video series or something like that that could assist our soul winners. Mm -hmm. So maybe uh, soul winner is just at his workplace or with his neighbor, and he, he's able to point back to some resources on your church website. Um, when people search for your website, maybe they're a Catholic looking for a Baptist church or they're looking for the, the truth, the answers. And uh, just have stuff on your website that you can link back to. Um, and when they search on Google, they search in their area, then your website will come up with those topics. So in short, people who are looking for your web, look, trying to research your church and determine if they are, will, will attend there, they couldn't care less when your next church potluck is. There's bigger right. things that they're <laughs> yes. looking for. Uh, yeah. And although, I mean, it's nice to have a church calendar on your website, that doesn't really answer anybody else's questions other than your right. existing members. Right. And then to have an updated website too. True. And you don't need a team to do this. You don't need to pay thousands of dollars nowadays to get a website. Um, honestly, I looked up the cost yesterday and you can go to Squarespace and for $14 a month, um, it's just a recurring cost, $14 a month to have your website up. Mm -hmm. And they advertise it as taking, I think it was 15 or 30 minutes to build a website. Sure. And so it might take you a little more than that if you want to put some more thought into it. But within a day, you can have an updated website. And I think an updated simple website is better than um, an outdated one, wrong information, uh, missing things that yeah. somebody else is managing, not even someone connected to your church. Yeah, it needs to be somebody in-house, somebody that can quickly at the click of a mm -hmm. button have right. access to and do it. You talked about this as well. Um, whether you have access to it or not. Uh, you talked about this co concept of an online presence. Whether right. you're controlling it or you're not, you have one. Yes. Can you talk a little bit about that? So specifically when it comes to Google and Yelp, uh, Facebook as well to a degree, um, someone can make a listing for your church. And in fact, if you look up on Yelp or Google, somebody has already made a listing for your church most likely. and. Um, depending on the size of your church, depending on the type of community you live in, whether it's more urban or rural, you'll find the church listing maybe doesn't have any information, doesn't have any reviews. A church like ours, uh, it will naturally attract reviews whether you own that listing or not. Sure. And so I'm encouraging anyone who listens to this podcast, if you're interested in your digital presence, you get that simple website set up, you go to your Google listing, and you might have never seen it before, and there's some reviews on there, some positive, some negative. Somebody's probably uploaded some photos about your church, some positive, some negative. And so it's very simple, it's free. You go in there, you request to own that listing, and then you can manage and encourage your members to submit reviews and get a positive outlook about your church um, on that Google listing. What experiences have we had with Google reviews and, you know, people posting reviews that are unfavorable and what have we been able to do about it, especially if they seem very illegitimate. Right, so we have had, I guess you'd call them, I wouldn't call them bots, but I'd call them uh, attacks from various groups um, and in the past, and those groups would leave negative reviews they've never visited, they don't know uh, anything about our church, quite frankly. And so you can actually go in there, you can report them. It is a little limited, on what you can actually do, but you can report reviews, you can report photos, and allow those to get taken down, hopefully, by Google. Um, so you do have a little bit of control when you own that listing. So we've talked about websites quite a bit already um, and how easy it can be to have a website to also t own uh, some Google review business listing, I guess is what it's called. Can you talk a little bit about social media and what about you know advertising that way? 
So in my opinion, the only social medias that are worth using for a church uh, at this point in this year uh, would be Facebook, and then I would say Instagram as well. Okay. Um, so we, we had tried several others, nothing really worked out. Uh, and then there's a church that uh, is actually one of our supporting churches down south, and they have an Instagram page, which was kind of new for me to see a church with an Instagram page. And, but they're putting out content all the time. And my wife, not a member of that church, but my wife has shown me stuff all the time that their church is involved in, outreaches, um, you know, big day results, just different things that are exciting. Yeah. And the church has a ton of followers um, and they just generate a lot of excitement about their church. And so what is that doing that's uh, establishing validity with your church? Mm -hmm. So when you post on Facebook and Instagram, someone can scroll through, see a lot of stuff from the past. And then also it opens up opportunities to advertise. Um, there's local groups like the Elgin Facebook page, different things like that. And uh, you can go in that group, you can post events in that group and attract interest that way. You can pay for advertisements. It's not very expensive. I've heard testimony from other pastors of paying for advertisements, spending $100 for an Easter Sunday or something like that. Uh, this one guy had 20 visitors from a $100 advertisement on Facebook. Are you kidding me? And so, wow. you know, that's, that's an anomaly, right? That's an exception sure. um, that was exceptional. But uh, obviously, there can be room for improvement there. Uh, just with a little bit of money, um, spending in some of those things, targeting it just right. You can hit your area. You can hit people that are interested in Christianity even, or Baptist churches. Mm -hmm. um, you can really get uh, fine-grained uh, with that advertising. You can complain all you want about social media and censoring and this, that, and the other, but when you can pay them, it seems they're a business. Right. They want to make money, and they're willing <laughs> right. to a advertise for you if you're yeah. willing to pay them just a yeah. measly hundred bucks. Wow, it's yeah. incredible. Um, I know that we've done that here at Providence Baptist College. We have a craft and bake sale mm -hmm. that we do, and every you know last few years we've been putting a little bit of money in a Facebook right. you know ad campaign, and you can localize it, right? You yes. can pick the geography, and yes. so it's not just going... All, the, all over the world, you're just right. pick, hitting the people that you want to hit. Right. Um, let's talk a little bit about um, you know, Google Ads is another thing as well. It's not yes. necessarily social media related, but talk a little bit about right. Google There's Ads. There's actually two churches in our area that I've seen advertisements for recently on Google and um, even on Facebook, but it'll show at the top of the search results. Um, you can, and I don't want to get too um, into the weeds, you, this does take some time to research. There's got to be someone in your church that maybe has a desire for technology. Mm -hmm. um, they're interested in that and they would be willing to search it out because I do believe there's a lot of potential in it. But you can even get to the point where uh, someone searches for eternal life or how do I get to heaven? And if they're in your area, your church pops up and let's say that webpage with that gospel video from your church is the first thing they see on Google. And um, so there's a lot of proof that I've seen that that works. There's organizations, uh, once again, we wouldn't identify with, they're more evangelical, but uh, they do the same thing. And uh, they get a lot of hits on their website. You can see that publicly because they've paid for the highest listing for eternal life. And uh, so I think there's also a lot of work to be done in that area with Google Ads. Just paying a little bit of money, yeah. getting your name at the top for when people search for church, search for heaven. So you could just simply do, you know, so it'd be, you, you choose what word the consumer or the, the person doing the Google search, let's say the word is Jesus. Right. And you could say, if somebody types Jesus into Google, in my region, I want to be their result. Yes. Wow, yeah. that's and incredible. It, the cost simply depends on how many other people 
are paying for that search. Okay. So if you have a company with a ton of money that is paying to be the top result for Jesus, you're going to be bumped down a few notches. So it always goes to the highest bidder. Exactly. And you don't really bidder. know how much you're going to pay for that search until right. you actually right. research We did some it. things with our okay. camp. Um, I also tested some things with the college. Okay. And um, Baptist camp is a very rare thing for people to be paying for Google Ads for. Okay. So um, it was easy to be at the top for that one. Um, I'd imagine uh, something like eternal life would require more money. But once again, getting into the weeds on uh, just potential of what's out there. Well, that's pretty so, neat. Yeah. So on a day-to-day -day basis, when you were working at our, you know, for Northwest Bible Baptist Church, uh, you were, you know, updating websites. Mm -hmm. uh, you were uh, doing research on, you know, advertisements, owning a Google you know, business and things like that. But also we got the print side of things as well. And maybe we'll have to save some of this topic, you know, for another episode. But um, what what's the difference between the information that you're presenting out there on in digital form versus the stuff you're trying to put in print. And what are some ideas of things that you can put in print? Obviously, my mind immediately goes to the church tract, but obviously that is only the beginning and there's so many other options for print media out there that a church can use. Any thoughts? Yes, yeah, so with digital, you are, like I mentioned, allowing people to find you. Mm -hmm. With print, um, you are going out, you're finding people, and you're, you're just simply getting the word out um, as much as you can. You're, you're doing a blast, I guess you could call it. Mm -hmm. And um, so you have the tracks, you have flyers. Um, one thing I do want to mention for sure is called EDDM, and that's Every Door Direct Mail. Uh, this is something the USPS offers, and uh, it's very affordable. There's actually an organization, a uh, church down in Florida, that has been putting together something called the Mordecai Method. Okay. And if you just Google Mordecai Method, you can find it. Um, the church is putting it on. Our church is looking to do it here. And for 18 to 25 cents a piece, you can mail a gospel flyer to each home uh, for that cost, 18 to 25 cents, depending on your area. And so you can blast an area 30,000 doors um, mm -hmm. pretty efficiently. And I know we compared that to placing a track in each door and very sure. similar. It's not that face-to-face -face contact. It's not as good, but I'd say it's, it's better than nothing. Um, in New Zealand, we're looking to do John and Romans. Mm -hmm. That's about 1.3 million John and Romans. And we're going to mail that to every house. And that's literally getting the gospel to every creature that we can in New Zealand. And so, uh, yes, we're going to have the soul name. We're going to have the preaching, the outreach, public ministry. Mm -hmm. But to be able to get the gospel out to every door, the USPS has given us the availability to do that through this EDDM, Mordecai method, as one church calls it. And um, that's going to be a good starting point, I think, mm -hmm. to be able to get gospel out, also literature, billboards can be effective um, as well. Uh, tracks, of course, like you mentioned, just some different avenues, different methods to get the physical print out into the community. Well, yeah, that, that uh, direct mail that you were talking about, you know, that's, it's almost kind of like a website where you're just sending it out to everybody. Right. And in a way, you are searching for people, but that may be just the thing they need to look you up on your right. website and drive people to a yeah. point where they start looking for you instead of the other way around. Yeah. Um, and so uh, talk to us a little bit about um, maybe are there some specific instances or stories of people who have received some print media in their door um, and are in church because of it? What were their circumstances? Sure. Uh, well, let me give you one that's uh, close to home for me. Mm -hmm. We met a man... Uh, about 30 years old from New Zealand. We met him in Salt Lake City last year. Okay. And 
he trusted Christ, he first heard the gospel um, in an atheist home. He was on a school bus and found a gospel track on his seat and read that gospel track, uh, went and purchased a Bible and got saved reading his Bible. Wow. And couldn't find a church till he came to America for college. So there's just one example close to home, somebody finding print media and um, being intrigued by it, researching further, and of course getting saved as a result. Um, and you find that in our church here, um, across the board, not as many as would be from in person, mm -hmm. but there are people who got a flyer, um, they, they got a piece of literature, they saw the church sign. Um, there was a guy driving by the church during missions conference, yeah. and uh, he, he saw the church parking lot full, he saw the sign, wondering what was going on, and I think that goes hand in hand as well uh, with your advertising, your track, your flyer, your billboard, um, your church sign, have all that cohesive, all of it matched together, your website, the same colors, the same theme. And uh, when people drive by your church, they ought to know it's a church. They ought to recognize, wait a minute, I saw that flyer. And uh, that's a church. Uh, I've heard about that church. My coworker goes to that church. There's a lot of connecting instances. Sure. Um, I've heard in the last few weeks even of people putting the dots together like that. And I, I like what you were just saying. And it, here they see it, website tracked in their door, they see it, personal interaction with maybe one of the church members from your church, they hear that, and you combine all of these inputs that go into this person, and they should equal one thing, right. in just one cohesive message like you're talking yes. about, whether it's come visit our church, mm -hmm. the gospel message, uh, and man, that can have a, a profound impact. Rather than just one object, you're, it's a multi-targeted right. or multi directional right. approach at one target, you know, to get people to hear the gospel. So, well, thank you so much for sharing a lot of this with us, Josh. Of um, and we appreciate you coming on, and uh, we are praying for the best for you and your family as you head mm -hmm. out to New Zealand. And uh, hopefully uh, you can uh, employ a lot of this stuff there, yes. web and, you know, marketing, not marketing, but advertising yep. uh, and soul winning and on a personal basis and see many people saved as a result. So yes. thank you so much for joining thank us. Thank you for the opportunity. Appreciate yes, it. All right, make sure you check out our other episodes on YouTube. Make sure that you share, that you, uh, that you like the video as well, and you subscri subscribe. Also, make sure you check out the audio-only platforms as well and subscribe to those as well. Have a good day.